Bill Show wish to thank our primary sponsors, The Mallon Agency, located in Springfield, PA, where they take pride in exceeding expectations every time. Anthony DeCecco and our friends at Tennis Addiction are ready to serve all your tennis needs at their beautiful facility in Exton, PA. everyone to the Rosie and Bill show. As a young drummer, I spent countless hours practicing the drum parts to What's Your Name, Freebird, Give Me Three Steps, and so many other Leonard Skinner classics. So needless to say, we are honored and thrilled to have as our guest tonight, the man behind those iconic beats. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill show, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, proud father, grandfather, and United States Marine, Artemis Pyle. Artemis, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Rosie. Oh, we're so excited. And I have to touch in on the very last thing that Bill said, my father was a Marine, Semper Fi. Well, Semper Fi, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> World War II, yes, there you go. And that's, I, that's, that's a very nice piece, I like that. I'm wearing my dad's bracelet with his um, ID number on there in your honor and his honor. Well, thank you. Uh, my dad was a Marine. His father was a Marine. My uncle was a Marine. His dad was a Marine. Uh, I actually was going to join the Navy so I could go into the flight program. Um, but uh, my dad told me not to join the Marines. He said, we get the worst equipment and we're given the worst jobs. Mm. And, uh, and I said, okay, um, but when I went to the Navy recruiter uh, and they saw my name was Pyle, uh, this one guy behind uh, the recruiter said, yuck, yuck, yuck. You know, with a name like that, you should join the Marine Corps. And he, he was yucking it up back there, you know. And, and, I, and so I, I looked at him and uh, I think I said some choice words. <laughs> and uh, I walked out of their office and I walked across the hall and joined the Marines. And uh, called my dad and I said, Dad, I'm, <clears throat> I'm all joined up. <laughs> um, and uh, he said, great, great. I'm proud of you. Um, he said, uh, where are you going to go through, you know, recruit training? I said, San Diego. And he goes, oh, yeah, they have a naval place there, too. And I said, no, I'm, I'm, I joined the Marines, Dad. And, uh, you know, of course he was proud of me. Of course, <laughs> He just did, he wanted, didn't want me to have to, he was in World War II and he didn't want me to have to suffer, you know, the same thing. Cause Marines, we, we do get the, the hardest jobs and, and a lot of times, not always. And um, I, I love all the, the armed forces and we're, we're all equal. We're all Americans. We're all humans um, on this planet. Um, but uh, being a Marine, you know, with the name Gomer Pyle, he had just left Andy Griffith. 
Gomer Pyle had just left the Andy Griffith show and started his own Gomer Pyle show, USMC. And man, they they got me good. Uh, they see my name, my name tag, you know, and I'd have to go up in front of 400 men and uh, say, sir, golly, shazam, surprise, surprise. You know, everything that Gomer said, they made me say. But I always looked at it like this. If some guy went to Vietnam and gave his life for this country and he had a, a belly laugh at my expense, no problem. That's okay. I am Gomer Pyle. It was funny. And, uh, and, but what was cool was being a Marine, you have to lock down. You can never move a muscle when you're at attention. But the DIs, when they did the Gomer Pyle thing on me, the DIs all seemed to let their guard down because when the, the, the guys couldn't help but laugh and the DIs would go, go ahead and laugh. It's funny. Laugh. You know, and so they, they could kind of break out of ranks a little bit and kind of a knee slapper, you know, and 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 have a moment where they're not locked into the. So I felt like uh, some of those guys may have may have thought, man, I'm glad that guy exists for us to laugh at, so that we can let our hair down. And and a, and a marine recruit, believe me, has no hair to let down. <laughs> um, but uh, we all look like monkeys looking over a windowsill. Um, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm a Marine, and I, th that saved a lot of lives when we had that plane crash in Mississippi, um, because my Marine Corps training um, made me, you know, do some triage to some of the people that were hurt worse than others. Right. And of course, I found some people that were beyond hurt. Right. Um, and, uh, it just made me realize that I needed to go get help for my friends. So I put every foot in front of the other, you know, Marine Corps style, just one step at a time, uh, till I got to a farmhouse to bring help back to the crash site. And, um, everybody was bleeding to death, you know, losing blood. So every second counted. Mm. Um, so the Marine Corps training, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't just, uh, I, yeah, I was a Marine and yeah, I was Gomer Pyle. Um, but that training helped save, you know, a lot, a lot of other lives. Right. It became part of you. It did. When I got to the farmhouse, the guy shot me, uh, cause I was bloody and I looked like Charles Manson, you know, I was like, <laughs> I had long hair, this big beard. And, you know, I, I looked like Charles Manson. I, I've heard, I've heard people over the back in the days when I had really long hair and and my beard uh, say that I either looked like Jesus or Charles Manson, and I was always, can I be kind of in between? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that guy, and I'm not that guy. Artemis, you know? did you ever, you know, the your Marine buddies that you kept in touch with that say were still in, you know, lifers in the in the Corps? Did they ever look at you and say, are you rebelling with your long hair and your beard? <laughs> well, I, I guess uh, in a way I was. Uh, but I, I, after when I got out of the Marines, after my dad was killed in a midair plane collision in Albuquerque, New Mexico, he was hit from above and behind by a B-57 weather recon bomber. And th the dream was for me to fly for the Marines go to Quantico. I'd been accepted to OCS. 
get my bars, go to flight school and fly. Dad and I started taking flight lessons at the same time. Um, he soloed, I was about to solo when he was killed. And um, the, so I went from being a captain in the Marines flying jets and I flew jets. I, I was flew our trainers. I was always a backseat pilot when I would go up and check out the planes and work on aviation electronics. So they would always let me fly. And they said that I had the, the right uh, metabolism and, and uh, physical makeup because I could take more than seven G's in a dive. Mm. I found that out in Yuma, Arizona, on bombing runs and the trainers that I flew backseat. We had uh, Skyhawks and uh, I could take over seven G's and I never got sick. And a lot of the other guys that went up, they'd have to take what we called a barf bag. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I, I was made for it to be a pilot and, and I am a pilot. I don't have a current ticket, but, you know, dad and I had a dream. And so I, I went from being a Marine uh, pilot to uh, a drummer in a Southern rock band called Leonard Skinner. <laughs> you know, you, you get thrown some curves in this life. Um, but uh, music has saved my life. And this new album that we have, we're, we're all really proud of it because we had to navigate the very difficult path in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, to be able to get an album like this done, working with 14 different artists, more and more sometimes, and all of their representation, their lawyers, their managers, their record companies. To Tell get our all viewers the name of the album so they know what to look for. Anthems, anthems, which I like. Uh, we had had a, a working title of honoring the music of Ronnie Van Zant, you know, and his band. And I, and I'm very happy to be included in that. I was very happy to be included in the rock and roll hall of fame in 2006. It was based on contribution. And they said that my contribution was, was vast, uh, was massive. And, and, and it was because we traveled the whole world playing this music and it was the 60s, the 70s, you know, I wasn't the 60s, but it was into the mid 70s. And there was just a lot of drugs and alcohol and um, the venues were built for ice hockey, but they weren't built for music. Mm. You know, now you have really nice venues to play and the theaters that have been restored that have great acoustics and outdoor amphitheaters that have. But back then you're playing these big cow palace barn places that just echoed and uh trying to deal with the, the the you know back then the pa systems were just giant cabinets stacked on top of each other all plugged together with a bunch of power stacked up you know and it was just crazy uh that one, one of the reasons that we wanted to do this album you know why now why an album of leonard skinner songs they've been recorded before They've been recorded by other artists. They've been, you know, they're played by every band in every city in the world. You know, there's a, a Leonard Skinner cover band in every city in America. I know, I've seen, I've met them. And uh, it's a phenomenon. Uh, why Why now? Well, the, the reason is Ronnie Van Zant and his band, all of my band members that are in the parallel universe on the largest stage you've ever seen, or up in heaven, wherever, wherever they are, 
I believe in God. I believe in a, a, another world. I believe in something after this. I'm not going to try to cram it down anybody's throat. And I'm not going to think about it too hard because my little tiny human brain will blow up. <laughs> my little my little man brain will blow up if I think about too deep. But uh, but it's called faith. Right. And you, you just have faith. I, I lived in the castle of King David on Mount Zion in Jerusalem, Israel for four years. You yeah, know, what inspired you to go over there, Artemis? Well, when I was going to Ohio State University, I introduced a guy named Ron Davis to a girl that was singing lead vocals in a band that I was in after I got out of the Marines. And uh, her name was Jane. So I introduced Ron to Jane. Um, they moved to Jerusalem, Israel, and they now have 14 children. So um, I, I was a good matchmaker on that one. And they're <laughs> That's named- more than a tribe. Yeah, yeah, they have they have uh, fourteen kids, but and and several of them are serving right now with the uh, IDF, and uh, I'm worried about my friends that are Palestinian. I'm worried about my Israeli friends. I'm worried about my uh, Jewish friends that don't necessarily have to be Israeli, and my Muslim friends that aren't necessarily uh, Arabic. And I've got a lot of friends over there. I'm worried about all of them. I wish everybody would stop murdering children. Um, I wish Vladimir Putin would stop murdering children. I, I wish, uh, you know, the, the Hamas and all of these insane people would realize that, you know, that now is the time to protect the generations in the future. Now is the time to protect the generations, not, you know, not after a bunch of peace talks that never go anywhere. Right. I Artemis, you know, you're saying something. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but. No, no, you're not. You brought it back to just the most basic thing, which is that we're all people and we need to respect life and the, the spark of life in everyone. And that all this other stuff is not what's important. And 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 just you saying all of that stuff, it, it just it just brings the unification of everything. It's like, look, can we stop all of this? You know, but it's not everybody's there yet. And it's sad. It's sad that there's so many innocent lives being lost in the process. And especially the children, like you just said, it, it does. I, I don't understand it. When I lived over there, I, I met Netanyahu. I met Ariel Sharon, um, the, the two of them, because I was working as a bodyguard for uh, about 20 rabbis. And I, I carried a, you know, a nine millimeter Glock, um, a, a nine millimeter. I, I had a Glock uh, because of my Marine training. I I worked over there, and I so I I met a lot of pretty heavy people. But going to school at the Diaspora Yeshiva, studying basically Torah and Old Testament. I'm I'm a Gentile. I was raised in the Methodist Church, <laughs> but I felt as a Gentile, I felt a calling to work on my character, try to become a better human being, and help the Jewish people. So that's what I did. Wow. And I went over there with Yoshua and Yael Ben Yehuda. They changed their names from Ron and Jane Davis. Uh, uh, so, but but to me, it, it ties in with, with like this album that we're doing. Ronnie wrote about things that everybody can understand uh, about uh, um, fighting and not fighting and figuring out a way to not fight. And and uh, uh, Saturday Night Special, you know that's that's about gun control, and 
Ronnie liked his guns. I, and I believe in the Second Amendment myself. Um, I've fired a lot of weapons, uh, expert on all weapons. Uh, but I, I don't want any more guns. I'm, I, I don't need any guns. If somebody wants to kill me, then they're, you know, then I've had a great life. But the things that Ronnie said about being a simple man, about being simple and, and do, doing what your mom tells you and what your grandmother says, that, that that's who he wrote the song for. I met them. And, and, and Artemis, and when he wrote that smell, fire. that even when he wrote that smell, that's not what a lot of people think is the message of that song. It's a much different message than what I think a lot of people believe it is. The smell of death, you know, yeah, uh, conflict. And um, even give me three steps where he, you know, talking about, he was talking to some guy's girlfriend and yeah. he, the guy wanted to, he says, look, just give me three steps. You know, I'm out of here. She's your girlfriend. I give up, you know. Um, but just, I, I do want to emphasize the fact that our band, APB, we've been together 15 years and we're getting really good. And we've got a real nice tour bus uh, that we were able to, to get. I love it's, you say we're getting very good. You guys are, I'm sure, amazing. <laughs> we are, we, we are. Uh, but but you know every every show my my feeling as a musician is the next gig is going to be the best gig we've ever done in our lives. The next song is going to have a magic moment in it that is worth waiting for. That's that's the way I live. And you know we bought a 1999 Prevo. We keep it clean as a pen. We run a tight ship. We've got a great driver. Uh, our driver um, drove for Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters. And uh, I've jammed with Dave Grohl, you know, uh, several times. And uh, he's an amazing guy. As a matter of fact, I was on his drums one night playing Simple Man. And Warren Haynes, who's on our new album, uh, at, uh, Anthems, was singing it here in Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, uh, Dave Grohl had tears in his eyes. And the truth is, there wasn't a, a dry eye in the place because Simple Man brings out that emotion and everybody and like i say our band plays the music better than any band in the world anyone who goes to the artemis pile band website there's videos of you guys playing live so they can go there and see it and you you talked about special moments one of my favorites because you know I've, I've been watching the videos and listening to your guys music for a long time and i love artemis there's a video of you guys playing freebird and you come out from behind the kit and you go up to each member of the band and put your arm around them. And it's just like a really just, I get goosebumps watching that every time in the, in the introduction to Freebird. And then you go take your seat behind the kit and the song continues on. It's absolutely beautiful. We, we do a, a great version of, of that song uh, with Dolly on, on the album. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, so I just want to say that on every single track on the album, it is played by Jerry Lida on guitar and vocals, Scott Raines, guitar and vocals, Brad Bradley Durden, get, uh, keyboards and vocals, uh, David Fowler, and myself, Artemis Gomer Pyle, USMC. <laughs> and um, we are the basic track on every track on every track. Uh, that's very important because we did it in Nashville 
And they offered to bring in session players and all this stuff. Hell no. You know, we are the band that's been playing these songs every night that we play for 15 years and really creating a bond like you're talking about, Bill. You know, the, the bond that we have. And we ride on that bus. And our crew is also incredibly, uh, they're, they're amazing. We have the best crew in the business. And not many people do what we do, get on a tour bus and travel thousands of miles and play gigs because a lot of bands, they want to get paid $100,000 or they won't play. We get to play all these beautiful old theaters all over America. Festivals, we play outdoor for 60,000 people with other bands and these big festivals. But we play some of the coolest venues, places sitting on a lake or up, up, up in the Finger Lake, uh, there are glacier lakes, you know, up, up in uh, Minnesota and uh, way, way up north. We love traveling and not many bands do what we do. And we are on that bus and we agree to disagree about things, but we get along fantastic. No, nobody's up there, you know, playing the music and we're, we're all, you know, it's, it's been, as I say, doing this album anthems, it's been a, a very difficult road to navigate, but we did it. We got Gary Rossington on Freebird, you know, with Dolly. That was not easy, you know, getting uh, Gary because you know he's he's gone now, and 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 we got Sorry him. Sorry about that, Artemis. His iconic slide solo. What was that, Rosie? I just said I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, we 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 loved him, but but Freebird with Dolly brought us back together. We were able to communicate together and 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 re reconnect because of that that album. So I I really appreciate you guys helping us keep the music alive. As I said, why now? Why us doing this? The reason is because Ronnie Van Zant and his band deserve it. The music deserves it. They deserve for us to go out and put fresh recording techniques and modern technology and the best drum sound I've ever gotten and great basic tracks. And then we bring in people, you know, like Dolly Parton and Sammy Hagar. Yeah. And they all put their hearts and souls into the, the performances because it's for Ronnie. So, um, you know, I, I want to stay I, I, in touch with you guys. We have one more, you know, we're stacking uh, all of these interviews because we're trying to get the word out there that February 2nd, you know, we're dropping the album officially. We do have about 1,500 pre-sales that went out. And we also have 1,500 uh, vinyls that are available. But we're, we're not going for the big bucks. The people making the most money on this are the children and grandchildren of my Skinnered friends that we that our band loves so much and plays the music every night in honor of them. Mm -hmm. So their children and grandchildren are going to make money on these royalties. We did it because we wanted to honor Ronnie and the band. I just wanted to ask one last question that I just thought of when you were talking about Ronnie and you know, we didn't get a chance to go into it, but your documentary Street Survivors is phenomenal. I watched it for a second time over the weekend. And I'm wondering, it looked evident to me in the beginning when you had that chance to to audition. I, you get the phone call, there's five guys coming down to audition to, to be the drummer. And 
But when you met Ronnie and you saw what they were doing, did you know right away that this guy was just this generational talent that he was? You know, not the first day, uh, it, you, you know, but but I, I, of course, came to the realization that Ronnie was special, that he was a prolific writer and that he had a vision. And it was his vision. He was un, the undisputed leader of that band. And it was his vision. He worked us. And he knew that working the band like that so that when we're on stage in front of 300,000 people, we don't have to wonder what's coming next, just how hard we want to nail it, because we know the songs, they're ingrained. So it was his vision. And yes, I, I, I became very, I roomed with Ronnie all over the world. And I became very aware of his uh, prowess, you know, and uh, everybody loved him. The women loved him. He was the lead singer for the, 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 American version of the Rolling Stones. Uh, but yeah, all those stories are true. And I would like to follow up by saying, if you guys want to get my number and, and we do this again, when I don't have 50 other things going on, um, you know, because we're trying to promote the record. Sure. Um, uh, I would love to talk to you guys on the side and maybe we can talk about a gig in Philadelphia to, to raise money for a good cause for children or the police or firefighters or cancer or veterans or something. So sure. I love Philly. I, I want to come to Philly. We played there all the time in the sixties and seventies and I, or seventies. And, and I, I, I want to come back. So let's stay in touch. Sure. I've never touched a computer. I've never downloaded anything. I've never sent or received an email. I don't own a computer, but I do have an iPhone 14 okay. that I got because I could, talk to my grandchildren or they won't even talk to me. I have to text. So anyway, I, I don't do any of that, but let me give you my number and please let's keep in touch for maybe a gig or any other questions that you have. Is that cool, Bill, Rosie? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I, my life is an open book. Uh, come see me. I hope to come to Philadelphia. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, we we are so happy that you came and talked to us, Artemis. It's been such a pleasure, an eye-opening experience, and we look forward to talking to you again. And folks, go buy Anthems. It is going to be amazing. It's one of the best. It's one of the best uh, tribute albums ever made, and and it it really is a, a, a great strong with a lot of great performances on there. And uh, Rosie, definitely. Wow. Okay, Bill. All right. Thank you Thanks, folks, Artemis. so much. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Artemis Pyle. We'll see you next week.
This episode has been brought to you by Doherty & Company Insurance Services for all your business and personal insurance needs. Our friends at Tennis Addiction in Exton, PA. And the Mallon Agency, where exceeding expectations is how they do business.